Hi, my name is Chipochelo Perry. I am what you would call a people person, people enthusiast, or people connoisseur, if that's even a thing. Normally, I'm disguised as an HR and talent expert in my day job. For a long time, I have wanted some kind of platform to discuss the things that really light us up, to listen to people's stories and also share mine. Particularly, I have wanted to discuss gifts and talents, that individual secret sauce that has led to someone's success in whatever business or career they have tried to pursue. For some reason, deep inside me, I have always believed everyone has an innate gift, something that makes them special. It can be the most ordinary, mundane thing or something absolutely extraordinary, but somehow it's there just for you. A gift to yourself and to humanity that somehow clears the way of making life with all its ups and downs worth fully experiencing. So join me on the Talent Whisperer podcast as my guests and I have conversations about their gifts and talents, their journey of fully accepting their strengths and how that has led to them living what most would consider a meaningful life. Please hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we have a new episode. Thank you. Cheers. On today's episode, uh, we're graced with the presence of uh, Mangiza Piri. Uh, Mangiza is both my friend and my former boss. <laughs> uh, Mangiza is a proven and seasoned business leader and executive with 19 years worth of work experience collectively, and 10 of those years have been spent in leadership roles. Um, it's a consistent career that has been spent building teams, maintaining high-performing teams, managing P&Ls, building and um, leading commercial strategies. And like I mentioned before, I've had the pleasure of serving under Mangiza uh, in one of the many jobs that I've had. Uh, we've since become good friends, and um, he's one of the members of my personal council. He's someone I go to a lot for advice um, about how to move in like the corporate space and even just gen generally in life. And um, I think we, it's, it's because we both share a love of like personal growth and development. So excited to chat with you today, Mangiza. Welcome to the Talent Whisperer podcast. Thank you so much, uh, Chipo. So good to see you. I think uh, we last met in, uh, in, in December and uh, we are almost through the first quarter of uh, yeah. 2023. So great to be here. I'm uh, looking forward to, to our conversation. Yeah, me too. And also, like, someone who speaks in quarters, like, this is... <laughs> someone who speaks in Q1, Q2, you exactly. know, that, you know, they're a sales person. They expect it's numbers, numbers, numbers. Um, so, uh, we like to start by going back to the beginning, trying to understand mm -hmm. Mangiza as a kid. So, um, when you go back to your childhood, um, what were you like as a kid? You know, what were you constantly... Um, praised for, you know, what, what were you, what were you like, oh, this is, Mangiza is good at this, what did they praise you for? And also, what did you get in trouble for when you were a kid? Mm. Uh, so, one thing that I did not get, uh, get praised for as a kid uh -huh. uh, was my grades. Uh, my grades, uh, uh, let's say grades one to fourth grade, uh -huh. not great. I was extremely playful. <laughs> so what I got in trouble for was uh, being playful. Uh -huh. uh, I was one of those children that uh, forgot uh, that uh, 5 p.m. I needed to be back home, uh, so seated in front of the you TV. Were you were dirty somewhere. <laughs> so I was dirty somewhere. <laughs> 
until until they start pulling out my friends from the playground. That's when I realized to say I should probably also be heading back uh, back home. And as a result of playing that much, yeah. uh, I wasn't that focused on uh, on, on, on on school. Uh, so my grades uh, were not great. First, mm. uh, first grade. To, you were not passing number one. I was not passing number one. <laughs> I was not passing number one. I was I was in the twenties. Uh, <laughs> no, that, yeah. that was that was some late <laughs> some late twenties as well. Yeah, uh, but I had also started uh, uh, grade one quite young. Mm. Uh, I was five, mm-hmm. and I think at the time. Five was was young. Yeah, I was I, I was typically the youngest in most of the classes that I was in. Mm-hmm. So part of that playfulness, uh, maybe a lack of appreciation for school, was mm. because I started out quite early. I remember in um, uh, third grade, uh, maybe second or third grade, uh, my mom had made the decision that I needed to to repeat a grade. Oh wow! Uh, but her young brother, my my uncle, my uncle Felix. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is a teacher and he's just retired last year, by the way. Mm. Uh, he insisted to say he's fine. Uh, give him time. Uh, he's going to be okay. Uh, he's just he's just he's just a bit young. Yeah. Uh, but he's fine. He can express himself well. So that's what I got uh, praised for. I was uh, very expressive. I spoke. I spoke well. Uh, so I got praised for that. Uh, yeah. But I was almost uh, asked to. To repeat a grade. To, to repeat a grade because my grades were not great. Yeah. Uh, and right on cue, uh, by uh, third term, uh, fourth grade, mm-hmm. uh, as uh, my uncle had uh, predicted, somehow I started to get it. And uh, I moved, Right in the nick of time. Because grade five down. is yes. when it starts to get real. Exactly. Yeah. By grade five, uh, I was even delivering some number ones, number twos. Oh, wow. What, <laughs> what a transformation. Yeah. Do you remember what happened? Do you remember what caused the shift or it was just time? Uh, I think one of the big things that happened, there's a teacher that had a conversation with me. Uh, so one of those times that uh, uh, you flank and you're not phased about it. You know that you want to be in trouble yeah. at home. Uh, people are celebrating but, their good grades. But not you phased. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, used, but you also just don't get what the fuss uh, yeah. uh, is about. So this teacher called me. I remember, I think her name was um, uh, Mrs. Kaoma, uh, mm. back at Chindwin uh, Primary School in Kabwe. Uh, so she calls me, and she tells me that if only you paid attention and you did your work seriously, you are far ahead most of your colleagues in terms of uh, your understanding mm. of... Uh, the way you speak. Mm-hmm. So if you just paid uh, uh, paid attention, gave this a bit more effort, yeah. uh, you would do so much better. Yeah, It wasn't even a long conversation, but I think that just changed uh, something in me. And I remember uh, fourth grade, uh, the last uh, the last term, uh, I moved up to number six uh, in, in class from the 20s. Yeah. And by grade five, term one, term two, then I was one or two, number one or two. So uh, I think the big change, apart from the constant effort by my mom mm. uh, at home, was that conversation by that uh, teacher uh, who I think she just uh, believed in yeah. in me and what um, what I could achieve. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I find that like I've, I've, I've come across that with most people, most stories is that 
when you just have a teacher that sees you, whether it's grade, you know, when, when you're younger or high school. I, th- I, I think even for me, it was a teacher that saw me in, in, in high school, my chemistry teacher. Um, I, I found I was not, like, I was also just coasting in school. Like, I, I could just pass. Yeah. But she had a very, she, she probably doesn't even remember, but she just told me, since we're mentioning names, her name is Madam Monga mm-hmm. from Kasisi Girls. Hi, Madam Monga, if you're watching. <laughs> Uh, she just told me one day, like, you're, you're, you're good at this. Like, you're good at this, and I like how you do your work. I like how you present your work. I, I like how neat your notes are. And it was only my chemistry book that was, because yeah. we're also scared of her. So it was only my chemistry notebook that was neat. But the minute she said that, it changed my attitude towards, like, all my school. Like, I just got neat in all my, you know, and I just started paying more attention. And I think it's teachers that, like, when a teacher sees you, at whatever point in your schooling, it can be very powerful. Absolutely, because yeah. uh, what the teacher says at a certain age, that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, at, uh, some some things it doesn't even matter what uh, mom or dad says. Yeah. Teacher said this. Yeah. So can you? Teacher m- is. Yeah. Teacher. So yeah. that dose of recognition from uh, from the teacher, I think, uh, one of the game changers uh, yeah. uh, for me. Yeah. At least in my. We early, should we should pay uh, our yeah. teachers more. Uh, we we should, yeah. We I, should. I, I yeah. agree. So let's go to grade, like, like high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in grade 11, grade 12. At that point, uh, there's the pressure of what's next. Um, uh, what, where was your head at? What were you thinking about? Uh, what were you hopeful for? Were you just trying to pass? You know, had you already started thinking about what you wanted to be? Um, you know, what was that like for you towards the end of uh, high school? Yeah. So by by grade 10, I think the focus was uh, uh, was quite strong. I had a very good idea of what uh, what I wanted to do. I was, I was quite good in uh, math and uh, the sciences. Uh, so uh, that naturally seemed to point to a career in uh, uh, in science, mm-hmm. uh, in my twelfth uh, grade, I was actually the president for the Jets. Uh, yeah, for the Jets club. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so I I, I I I used to go for some um, uh, Olympiad uh, tests. Uh, which one? Which ones did you did you write some? Did you ever? I, I did. I did. Uh, I did biology and I did uh, I did mathematics yeah. as well. Yeah. The Olympiads, the smart ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so I. I thought that that naturally pointed me to a career in science, mm-hmm. but I had uh, my auntie, Auntie Clementina, uh, that was somebody I looked up to for some uh, for some time, for a long time. Yeah, she was an accountant. She was working for KPMG then. Uh-huh. Uh, so the commercials or the accounting profession in particular, uh, because of her. Uh, also looked quite appealing, and yeah. I had a real data point, if I may a, a use that word. A real data point, yes. <laughs> I had a real data point yeah. that a career in um, in accounting could be quite uh, yeah. quite good because I I I, I could see she was uh, she was soaring, she was uh, mm. she was really doing well. So uh, my strengths uh, were pointing towards science. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, in terms of uh, mentorship or the person that I was looking up to, yeah, 
I had an eye on accounting. Mm. And I used to do uh, accounting, principles of accounting uh, uh, in, uh, in, in, in high school as well. Yeah. So I also had, uh, I had the knowledge about that. So getting out of high school, uh, I still had eyes on both uh, the sciences and, uh, and accounting uh, and, accounting and uh, uh, the final decision, uh, I would say, was only made when the uh, acceptance letters uh, started uh, rolling in and it was yeah. time to make a call. Uh, that was the only time that the decision was made. But uh, I, I, was, I was moving with uh, uh, all options and I would say three options. So medicine, uh, oh, wow. electrical engineering and accounting. Uh, that was what was on my mind. So it was sciences and the numbers. And the numbers. Yeah. 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 I was working for game stores at Mandayo. Uh, we game, game was there in 1999. We opened game stores. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, shall, I, shall I say we opened Mandayo? You opened Mandayo. Yes. Before ah, Mandayo opened, uh, I, I was at I was at game stores. So, so Mandayo was that was one of the first. It was the first. It was the, the first shop at Mandayo. That, uh, that, uh, not really the first shop. That, that was one of the first shops at Mandayo. Yeah, yeah. So when they were... Big deal. When, when it was being officially opened, yeah. we were there for the, official, for the official opening. So that process of receiving the acceptance letters was happening whilst I was uh, working. Nice. And uh, for my age and level of responsibility, not making bad money. Okay. So there was also a school of thought from some of the people that I was working with there that uh, you should probably just uh, continue yeah. working and then uh, incrementally do your your studies. Your school on the side. Yes. So uh, you could say there were four options now. Uh, the, Look three, at you. <laughs> <laughs> the three, the three, yeah. the three higher learning institutions, and yeah. just remaining and then uh, uh, doing uh, doing school bit by bit. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I two people that would have none of that. Uh, mm-hmm. My auntie, uh, that was living in a house uh, at the time. Yeah. Uh, my auntie Clementina, she says, no. You are, are, so that's the accountant. The accountant. Yeah. You are stopping and you are going to university. Uh, then I had uh, a friend then. I was, I was with him in game. Uh, a gentleman called Mr. Isaac Mbala. Uh, he also uh, said, "No, you should uh, you should stop. Yeah. That route you are trying to take, uh, that was me uh, mm. about nine or ten years ago, and uh, I'm here working with you, uh, uh, making about the same money as you ten years later. So yeah. uh, you should absolutely stop and go to to university. So those two uh, uh, people uh, just uh, convinced me that I should quit this job and, and go uh, to and, school. And yeah. go to school." Uh, and then which school? Uh, so at the time that uh, I had to make the decision, uh, Unza was closed. I think there had been uh, some mm. issues at yeah. Unza. Yeah. So Unza was closed. Yeah. And uh, but was that your first option? Uh, no. By that time, I had made yeah. up my mind that I was going to yeah. to CBU to the School of Business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By that time, I had made up my mind. But the fact that Unza was closed made the decision yeah, even, uh, easier. even easier. So I went into CBU in March 2000. I think Unza was only opening uh, uh, maybe July or August of that year. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we started a bit earlier at, uh, at CBU. But by that time, I'd made up my mind that I would uh, uh, get into the school of business at, uh, at CBU. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like... So your 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 career um, is your your type of career is one of my favorites where 
someone starts out thinking that they're definitely going to be one thing. So you started out, you know, as an accountant, right? You did accounting, you went and worked your first job doing accounting, and I think you did your ACCA. Am I right? So you, at that point, you become a chartered accountant. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. In, in, interestingly, actually, uh, first job was not even in accounting. So accounting mm. is a four-year program. At the end of year three, you do your, your internship in accounting. I did mine at uh, Grand Thornton. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the president was the managing partner at Grand Thornton, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, let's just, we're just dropping that. <laughs> yes, just, just, yes. Letting you, just letting us know. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did my internship at, uh, at Grand Thornton, uh, uh, three, four months uh, program from, from, from December to about March the following year. By the end of that uh, internship, I was uh, convinced that... Uh, the branch of uh, accounting, because accounting is quite wide, the branch mm-hmm. of accounting that I wanted to pursue was the finance aspect of it. Uh, something like banking mm. or investment analysis. Mm-hmm. So that is what I had in uh, in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, by the time I was getting into my fourth year of getting out of university, yeah. uh, that's what I thought would be the career that I would enjoy because those are the subjects that I enjoyed. Uh, yeah. In my fourth and my uh, my third year, mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed those better than the pure accounting or audit modules. The bean counting, exactly. Yeah. Then um, uh, we also had a, uh, a course in strategy in uh, in fourth mm. year. Absolutely loved that, and I uh, thought at some point I should uh, I should do I should do strategy. So, by so at that point you're already diverting. You you I was yeah. In yeah. fourth, it probably started in fourth year where your your interest started lying in other in finance and not necessarily like pure accounting. Absolutely, yeah. but in my mind I had to be practical. Yeah, uh, it was uh, what is the first job offer that comes? Mm. Uh, we mm-hmm. take it because there will be bills to pay. Of course. Yeah. So uh, the first uh, job offer that came. Uh, was uh, actually in accounting. Uh, it was a management trainee program at uh, KCM. Uh, but before I could go, another offer came through. Uh, I love how your offers come in multiples. You just, you just, you just always get offers at once. Yeah. So another offer came through. Yeah. Uh, so within the the, the the same week, I had. Uh, two uh, very solid options that I was chasing. And the other uh, offer was uh, in exactly what I had been uh, hoping for. Uh, It was to work for a development finance institution called NOSAD Mm -hmm. uh, as um, a project assistant, uh, their graduate trainee uh, version then. Mm -hmm. And uh, my work really was uh, to look at... uh, uh, Somebody brings an investment file. Yeah, uh, I would be the first uh, person to look at it and then pass it on to a more senior uh, investment officer if uh, we was. think that it has uh, it has merit. Yeah. Uh, so despite the NOSAD role uh, having been a one year contract, because yeah. NOSAD said uh, we are going to give you a one year contract. Yeah. After that, we get another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aim is to give uh, fresh graduates. A year of experience, mm-hmm. and then after that they they go off they and go. we get another one. Exactly. Yeah. So I picked that over the permanent job uh, at uh, at KCM because it was pointing to 
what I thought I wanted to yeah. to do. So I started out actually in um, uh, in finance, in finance or banking, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And after that, into standard chartered in uh, in banking. So I have not really worked in an accounting department. Yeah. Despite the degree in accounting yeah. and SCCA, yeah. but uh, you can't ask me to do a trial balance now. I know the theory, but, uh, but I wouldn't. Never, uh, I wouldn't be able to produce yeah. it. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. Like I know what a trial <laughs> balance is, but like <laughs> um, now, when I look at that, right? At that point, you have a one year contract this side, and then you have something that's looking a little more permanent mm-hmm. on the other side. But at at that point, did you know you were risk taking? What was the decision process making like? Were you always that person that? picked roles out of like interest and your gut or um you know because you you started off wanting to be practical mm. but you ended up picking a one year contract um which was not offering you that security but was more interesting you know like in your you know young 20 something mind mm. um what was the decision making process like was it just like the interest in the job was it your gut telling you this is the way you should go? I would say a bit of both, Chipo. Yeah. Uh, so it's both uh, the interest in the job. This is what I was dreaming of. I wanted to end up uh, in finance uh, and in a bank, and uh, it, it it comes it's on my table. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I was thinking that uh, I'm still young. I'll go in, uh, start doing my SEC immediately. Yeah. I'll, I'll finish it. By the time this one year is elapsing, I'll have uh, one year uh, experience on my CV. Mm-hmm. I would have uh, moved. I would be minimum in my finals for for ACCA. So I was I was I was uh, comfortable that uh, my prospects would be okay. Mm. I don't think I sat uh, scratching my head uh, uh, about the size of the risk that I was taking. Yeah. Maybe I would now. Uh, yes. Looking at the responsibilities that. Uh, uh, you start carrying over the years, but mm-hmm. then uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a big deal. It was not uh, a decision that took me a lot of hours to to make my gut and then uh, my my interest in what I was being offered. Uh, I was sold. I didn't mm-hmm. have to think about it for for too long. Yeah, yeah you've um, you've had quite like you've had a, what most people consider consider a good career right because right now you're a regional director and you know in multiple countries um you you oversee multiple countries operations right and that was the that was the beginning that was the start um from then till now i'm i'm curious when you look in hindsight that kind of decision making and this is like someone who has been like in the area of jobs not just hr but jobs I've seen the decision-making process that a lot of people go through. And I found that, like, not a lot of people make decisions out of um, that that feeling of gut, that feeling mm. of interest, you know. Um, I, I find that a lot of people have been wired to make decisions out of necessity, out of, you know, um, practicalness like oh this is practical this is the this is the job this is the salary this is the stability something that's also big in in zambia and i imagine a lot of even you know and anyway worldwide mm. is is also the stability Absolutely. of the institution yeah. right 
Um, and even then, NOSAD uh, versus KPA, sorry, versus KCM at the time, you know, the mines and being someone who studied on the copper belt, I imagine the mines were like, you know, the the mecca of job yes. job hunting. So how much of that, like when you started there, at that time you probably couldn't properly articulate how you were making the decision, you know, interest, gut and all these things. How much of that has changed in your decision-making process for when you move from job to job? Do you still make decisions out of like, yes, of course, there's a bit of responsibility, mm -hmm. but how much does your gut play um, and your interests play in the type of jobs that you've taken over the uh, last, I don't know, 18 years of your career? Yeah, it has not changed. Uh, it's the same. Uh, when the move is for me, I feel it. Mm. Uh, and that is my gut. And that is not only in jobs, in, in many other things, mm. uh, I will I'll, I'll feel it. Not yeah. very easy to, to explain, but uh, I'll just be very peaceful about the decision, regardless of the noise around me. Mm. Uh, and I'll be okay to take it. So one of, I think one of the things that uh, I don't struggle with is uh, uh, making a decision quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll make the decision quickly. Uh, I'll weigh. I'll still weigh. I I I, I process quite a bit uh, in my mind. My mm -hmm. mind is always busy. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll process. I'll weigh what the risks are, uh, and I'll take the I'll, I'll I'll take the decision. So even when I look at the risks, uh, one thing uh, is also I'm always quite a bit about my prospects. Mm. about uh, what's going to happen next year, what will happen three years from now. When you say upbeat, is it optimistic? Optimistic, yeah. optimistic and positive. Okay. I have, I have um, a very positive outlook of myself and what, what I can do. And, yeah. uh, and I think it comes from um, uh, this uh, hunger of uh, always looking uh, to improve, to grow, mm -hmm. So uh, even when I take a decision now and uh, there are some risks that uh, I have noted down but I'm comfortable with uh, the upside, I'll take the decision uh, because uh, I know that in two years uh, I will improve my skill set, uh, I will grow my, my abilities and uh, uh, something else will, will come up or even in this same organization I will be able to grow into into something else yeah um yeah i i don't i i i like that you've you you've, you've come to take that like gut feeling to apply to everything else um uh, just just not jobs um i i i think it's i don't know i don't know if there's been enough studies about it but i think it's something worth of worth exploring a lot more for anyone like even watching is um, how much your inside, how much your gut feeling plays into like decision making and how much that peace, whenever you make a decision and the peace follows, um, it's normally the right decision for you as opposed to making a decision that isn't <clears throat> necessarily your mm. decision or goes mm. against that, your gut feeling. Yeah. Um, have you ever taken a, a job that was going against your, your gut feeling? No, uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. 
and, and uh, I've had times where uh, I've had to make a decision between uh, between two places, mm-hmm. and I haven't taken a job that um, I would say was against my uh, my gut. Uh, when I look back at all the places that I've been, the people that I've met, mm-hmm. uh, the things I've uh, I've learned, uh, it all makes sense. All the way from game stores. All the way from game stores. Yes. All the way from game stores, I can say that in this season, I met this person. Mm-hmm. This is the impact they had on me. I learned this. This is the way I use it. So I, 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 I guess I've been, uh, I've, I've had a privilege uh, in that I, I can't say there's a job that I've taken that uh, yeah. has been against uh, against my, my, my gut. Of course, each of them has had uh, challenging times, uh, mm-hmm. difficult moments uh, to, to navigate. But overall, when I look at the, the experience, uh, looking back, uh, I think all the decisions, they, uh, they were... Uh, in line with what uh, what my gut was uh, was telling me at the time. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about leadership because mm-hmm. that's something that I think um, not only do we talk about a lot, but that's something that I also just admire um, about you in terms of just how one of the things that you brought up before is also your decision making, like your decision making ability, um, your leadership skills. And of course, your your role, your, your your career has taken you from you know game stores to being like the generalist that you are today, where you um, you lead different functions, you lead different teams, right? So, um, leadership, I think, I personally believe leadership is a call, right? Like there's people that find themselves with big jobs and big titles that are not necessarily leaders or called to be leaders, or have heeded the call to become a leader. You know, I don't think it's about a title. Um, and I think it's it's like a decision you make to lead people. The ability can be there, but you have to make the decision, right? Because it's like a, it's an office you kind of go mm-hmm. into, right? So when, I think, um, for your personal journey, when did you discover you were like a leader? And when did you, because I feel like discovering that you're a leader and you've got leadership capabilities and then accepting that you're a leader are two different things, mm. right? So when did you discover that you were a leader? When did you start to think, huh, I think I've got something. And then when did you accept and say, you know what, I actually have it. I can actually lead big teams or lead, you know, mm. people. Yeah. It's both me uh accepting that maybe there are some abilities that I have, but also other people uh, seeing you and giving you the nod that uh, mm. I think you can uh, you can do this. Uh, because for some of those roles, uh, uh, there was probably somebody who is in the role and uh, they are looking at grooming a su- successor mm-hmm. and they come and say, but I think you should, uh, you should stand. Uh, for example, the elections at the CASC CBU, yeah. Uh, you were nominated from um, from your hostel. So the hostel put forward some names of people who would uh, be uh, put uh, put up as candidates. Uh, and I, I, I won the election. So that is the community uh, giving me a nod. 
Uh, that's someone seeing. That's the people around you seeing you. Exactly. Yeah. The one at uh, at Zika CBU, uh, it's some of uh, uh, the the people that I still call mentors and friends now mm. that we are in the executive then. Uh, giving me a nod, telling me, I think uh, you should uh, run for this uh, uh, for this office. Uh, so uh, that coupled with uh, giving yourself a pep talk that I think I can do this, yeah. uh, you, you 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 kind of jump in. <coughs> uh, but years later, uh, when I started to to, to take uh, uh, leadership roles at uh, at work, even before that, uh, the interest was. Uh, during my MBA at uh, Stellenbosch uh, University. Mm-hmm. So Stellenbosch has a very unique structure. I'm not sure whether it's still uh, running now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's been some years since, uh, since, since I, I completed that course. But from day one uh, of the two and a half year uh, uh, coursework, yeah. you were in a personal leadership uh, journey uh, course. Mm-hmm. It's a course that runs the duration of the entire coursework. So the other courses, uh, mathematics, accounting, they come in and they 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 drop off. Other programs are uh, are introduced, but the leadership program, you are running it for two and a half years. That stays constant. Stays constant. Yeah. That two and a half years, uh, we were asked to maintain a personal leadership uh, development uh, journal, uh, talking about. A lot of things that you're going through at the time, what they mean for your for your leadership. It started with personal leadership, uh, organizational leadership, societal leadership. Uh, absolutely amazing. I I I really enjoyed uh, that journey. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is what really sparked uh, me really taking an interest and uh, trying to start developing uh, myself. Uh, uh, further, uh, yeah. starting to look for literature to to, to read, taking uh, small courses here and there, uh, so so that 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 really made uh, uh, made, made 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 quite a big uh, a big difference for me, and then of course the the number of uh, mentors and uh, uh, very good managers that I've had uh, in my career, yeah. So yeah. several times I've been given a nod to to take a position, even when I was not feeling very confident mm-hmm. uh, there are people that uh, were always there to to help me to to pull me up and uh, that has grown me yeah so that's a that's a big part of it um yeah. the people Absolutely. giving you the the platform the nod yeah. uh, the mentorship yeah. you know so the ability can be there but there, it sounds like there were a lot of other factors Absolutely. Uh, a, a, a lot of other people. Uh, I've had uh, in my career some great, great uh, uh, managers. I, I still look up to, I still look up to most of them. I'm still in contact with them. Uh, yeah, they, they, they just give me some uh, confidence that I might not have had then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes uh, you believe, uh, I, 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 I believe in myself, I believe I can do it. Uh, but other times they are People that, uh, yeah, at other times, actually, they've taken a gamble on me. Mm. Yeah, they've taken a gamble. Uh, maybe others thought that uh, it was not yet time, but uh, somebody took a gamble, and uh, they were ready to, uh, yeah. to, to, to to hold my hand. Yeah, so uh, the, the people around, uh, the support structure, uh, learning to ask for help, mm-hmm. 
because one of the things that I also do is that each time I take uh, a new challenge, yeah. uh, I will seek help. Uh, it might be mentorship, uh, uh, but coaching especially, uh, I will seek help. Okay. Uh, so that is, uh, I, re- I really believe in that. Uh, if, uh, the, uh, if the sportsmen have a coach 24-7 uh, mm. to help them navigate, I think even in our careers, mm. we need that to help us na- navigate. You can probably figure it out yourself uh, over time. Mm-hmm. But if we can reduce that time, say from six months to three months, because there is a coach, there's somebody you can uh, bounce things off, uh, you should absolutely take that option because yeah. that, that uh, three months uh, will make a difference. So I think from 2016, mm-hmm. most of the changes I've made in leadership, I always put my hand up and say, uh, I would like to take some, uh, some coaching. Uh, for some of them, I'll take some, some, um, some mentorship or I'll, yeah. I'll seek help of somebody more, uh, more experienced or somebody who, who, knows, uh, who knows the ropes. And that has really, uh, that has really helped, uh, helped me. Yeah. 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 I've I've had a coach. I just didn't think of it as in, in sporting analogy, of course, duh, you know. But I've I've also had a coach for the last so many years. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know why. I know it's obvious that mm-hmm. it's the same thing with athletes and sportsmen. Um, but you're so right. I think there is and 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 I'll disagree with you a bit to mm. say some things you'll figure out yourself. I think there's a lot that is hard to see yourself and there's a lot that like, there's, no there's, matter how hard you try absolutely got blind spots there's some stuff you will never see you will never see yeah you know and and, and uh, I've, I've been reading a book I've, I've struggled to finish it uh by seth godin called the the icarus uh, deception uh, for the first time icarus is the guy who flew close to the sun yes 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 okay, yeah, yeah for the first time i've actually seen somebody classify leadership as an art. Mm. I've always thought it was. I, I consider myself creative. So yeah, I'm not creative uh, like uh, like an artist or something like that. But I, I've always considered myself uh, creative. Mm-hmm. But this time I actually see Seth Godin uh, calling leadership an art. He's putting it... Uh, at the same level as uh, painting, as sports, uh, he's called it an art, and he's saying that is uh, that is the frontier that we need to be uh, to be tapping into the arts. This is mm. the generation of the of the of the arts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, if it's an art, uh, and a painter needs a coach, a sportsman yeah. needs a coach. Yeah, you should probably get a coach as a yeah. leader as well. I think. I'm going to look for that book. I'll, I'll ask you about it after this because, um, yeah, I've never thought of leadership as an art. It just feels like, a, sometimes feels more like a science. <laughs> but yeah, then, yeah. Um, and speaking of, yeah. you just mentioned that you consider yourself creative, but you're not creative like an artist. But I know you play the guitar. Right, I do. Yes, yeah. and I know you were in the choir, even at CBU, mm-hmm. and like, so you are creative, actually, right? 
if 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 you have interest in like those are the those are the ones that are properly considered the arts. Yes, right? those those are the proper arts. Yes, uh, I yes. think I don't uh, look at myself that highly in that vein. I play the guitar and uh, the, the the keyboard actually. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I can I can play the the drums as well. The African the African drum. Really? Yeah, I used to play that in the choir. Uh, how do you not think you're, <laughs> an, you're an artist or like a creative? I I I, I have not made um, I've not made sufficient progress in that. I have not dedicated enough time to practice and really improve that uh, that craft. The ambition is there uh, mm. to to improve, uh, but I have not. Uh, uh, dedicated enough time, so I you won't see me considering myself uh, uh, very highly amongst the the guitarists or the people that play yeah, yeah. Uh, play keyboard. But that side of me, I think, is there, and it comes um, uh, even in my work. Uh, How does it show up? Because that was going to be my question. Yeah, How yeah. does your because um, I know you might not have did put in the ten thousand hours, mm. but it's still there. It exists. You've even pursued it. A lot of us haven't even gone to... This is the first time I'm um, starting to pursue my creative mm. side, right? Uh, but it doesn't mean it didn't exist. It doesn't mean I'm yeah. not a creative one, not an artist. So for you, it's there. You've even explored it to some, you know, to some, some degree. degree yeah. So how does it show up in the day-to-day? How does it show up in the boardroom? How does it show up in your leadership, you know, in your, in your work? And... I th- Does it make you? Do you think it adds a certain like je ne sais quoi? It adds a certain edge to your leadership. I think it does. Uh, the big thing that it does for me, when there is an issue on the table mm-hmm. or there is a problem, if I'm in the right space, uh, I will generate ideas about how else we can uh, we can do things. I, uh, I, I'll, I'll be very comfortable to throw uh, ideas out about how we can pursue things, how we can do that. Uh, and I think that is that side of me uh, because uh, the academic side of me is very numbers-oriented. Yeah. Uh, Excel, uh, show me the mm. cost-benefit. Uh, but there's that side which which gives me quite quite quite, quite good balance, I would, I would say. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's that part of me which will say, but uh, why, why why don't we try this? Uh, why don't we try this? I'm okay to put ideas and it's in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, even some things that uh, I'm not an expert in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, uh, worked with, uh, 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 with, with, with with people that are experts uh, in operations, in uh, yeah. engineering, in marketing, in sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm kind of the generalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've touched uh, different things, but I think in most of those spheres, I am able to uh, put up a good, uh, a good suggestion, uh, a good creative idea that uh, uh, we can look at and explore. And uh, when the experts jump on it, uh, they, they they put meat uh, to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I sit back and say, "Okay, I know, uh, I know something." <laughs> I know some things, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's um, that's very interesting? Um, do, do you think that's because, like, learning an instrument or being creative makes you a little more comfortable with options and with failure, with trying? 
like what what is like what is that like it sounds like you you're comfortable when you say you're comfortable throwing around ideas um it's not everyone especially like the, the linear thinkers and mm-hmm. the you know the, you know the, there's the right and the right and the wrong answer but you have a lot of colors and grades do you think that's because like learning instruments or just being creative just allows you to explore and and, and i haven't uh, explored my uh, creative side in full uh, because one of the other things that I do is I write. Uh, I can write uh, uh, very, 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 very short stories. I, I haven't given, really? I haven't given them uh, to, to a lot of people to read, but there are a few people that, uh, I feel have, like, I feel like, okay, yeah. I have something else to yeah. push you about after this. Yeah. So I, 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 I write as well. Uh, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So I, I think they are, uh, there are different parts of uh, creative, I would say, uh, in me, uh, which uh, I've done myself a disservice uh, by not uh, pursuing anything mm-hmm. really to the end and seeing where it, 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 it can get to. But I'm not sad about that because I think that uh, shows up in my, uh, in my leadership and in my, in my work and uh, it's contributed immensely to... Mm. To, to where I am. So I think, yeah, that that, that creative side of me uh, helps me strike a balance between uh, uh, the linear thinking, which I would have otherwise yeah. had uh, looking at what my, my, my training has been in. Yeah. Um, with, with someone who's like, who can probably thrive in like different environments, because I think even if you pursued your creative side, you'd probably be successful in that too. Um, what, what do you think, what are the things that you believe you're good at? What do you think your gifts or your talents are? Um, so leadership is a journey, uh, mm-hmm. by the way, but I think that one of the things that, um, uh, really works for me is, uh, I am, I am able to create good teams Mm-hmm. that uh, uh, a number of times I've gone and achieved uh, uh, quite some uh, decent uh, decent results yeah I, th- I think that is um, uh, that, that is something that uh, works for me and uh, yeah I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll get into a place I'll uh, uh, learn the different people mm-hmm. how to uh, to to, to get uh, to get to get the best out of uh, out of different decision uh, uh, d- different individuals, and uh, at times it will even be those that are not my my direct uh, my direct report, but they yeah. are part of the wider team. So I think that uh, really really helps me. That's uh, that that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, so your ability. So before you can build a team, um, you've got an ability to see what people can do and bring it out of them. Uh, yes, and sometimes it uh, involves seeing uh, uh, that uh, some people can't do it. Very important. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and, 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 and the difficult thing is that um, you never have, it's, it's, it's not an objective, it's not a very objective uh, decision. You don't mm-hmm. have all the, the data or the nuts mm-hmm. and bots to make the decision, but the decision needs to be made. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that coupled with the fact that uh, 
I, 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 I think I have a, a decent processing capacity in terms of processing decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll analyze a lot of things in, uh, in my head, weigh the, the pros and cons. So that analytical bit, uh, being able to make decisions quickly and then, and, and then making teams. So I would say those are uh, some of the yeah. big things that I, I really lean into uh, yeah. to, to help me deliver. Yeah, um, I can I can attest to that as someone who worked under you. Um, your decision making ability is definitely something that I picked up and still like strive to become better at. Like that kind of like analyzing. Um, but also, it's true that you're you're you you can you can see things like you can see the people that you know um, can do certain things. You're able to repurpose, but also um, seeing the people that are not necessarily placed right. And sometimes it's the tough decision of having those people leave um, an organization. But that's still repurposing them. Because I think if someone is in a role and they're not, um, you know, for lack of a better term, performing to the, you know, the standards that the organization requires, I think, you know, managing people out is also an opportunity for them to find themselves in a role where they will thrive. Because so I still see it as repurposing. Maybe that's my the HR in me packaging it. Uh, it it it, it is. It's uh it's it's it's, it's releasing the it's releasing the person yeah. uh, to go to an environment where uh, they can probably thrive uh, thrive better. So that is the most difficult part of uh, uh, of leadership. Yeah. Uh, you 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 never get used to to that having to let go of. Um, uh, to let go of people, yeah, uh, you, you you never get used to that. Uh, uh, but uh, for various reasons, it it it, it has to be done, uh, and it is releasing them to probably go and thrive mm-hmm. and do better in another environment because uh, maybe we are misaligned in this uh, uh, in this particular in, in in this particular place. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's something that uh, you never get uh, used to. Uh, not uh, pleasurable, uh, but uh, it's absolutely important for the mm-hmm. uh, for the organization and for the individual themselves. Uh, it's, it's not good to drag them along yeah. uh, when uh, they're, they're in a, an environment where they're not uh, uh, being their best. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever, for whatever reason, I don't think I'll give, ever get used to letting someone go. And I think it's important um, to not take it lightly. Like, no matter what someone has done, even when you're letting them go because they committed some kind of gross misconduct, I think we should never take... When you're a leader and you're in that position where you make decisions like that, I think you should never take it lightly to let someone go because jobs are livelihoods at the end of the day. And if you get to a point where you easily fire someone without weighing, you know, that kind of decision, you know, and it being a bit heavy... Um, I, 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 it's my personal opinion that you'd have lost something. No, you should. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think you should be one. One of my former uh, managers uh, has always said, "You should be kind." Mm. Uh, in that moment, there's uh, absolutely no reason to uh, uh, beat somebody that is already down. Yeah. So you should be as kind as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that moment, uh, it's a difficult moment for them. Even if they've stolen, yes. uh, uh, 
in a weird way, they didn't hope to, be, to get caught. They thought they could uh, get that, uh, <laughs> that advantage. True. Now that they are caught, uh, yeah. they will be sad still. Yeah. They will be sad. They will be down. Uh, it's not the moment to beat them down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they've probably already done that themselves. That's true. Uh, so, yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, as, as, as leaders, it's, 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 it's a big... Uh, it's a big responsibility, and that's something that uh, is important to uh, to remember. Yeah. Even if they have stolen, uh, they've got caught. Mm-hmm. Most of the times, yeah. Sometimes you run into somebody that is uh, arrogant, even as they are living, and mm-hmm. uh, they want. But most of the times, they've probably done the beating themselves. Yeah. Uh, so there's. Uh, they probably regret it more than you. They regret it more than you. Yeah. Uh, and there's. Absolutely no need uh, mm-hmm. for you to to add to that uh, to that load. Uh, uh, you, you still find a way to let them go with some dignity. Some kindness. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons I really enjoyed working um, under you, being your direct report, was how intentional you were about gender equity, and even just like managing women or learning to manage women like we had countless conversations um and you asked lots of questions and you know i've 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 also come to learn that not every um you know of course majority of leader men people in leadership positions are men and not every Mm -hmm. man is um Mm -hmm. (laughs) not every man is intentional about learning how to manage women. So um, where did you get the sense of even, like, right, where did you become so acutely aware of, first of all, the fact that there there was an imbalance? And secondly, um, you know, when you started to ask questions, uh, for me, I'm sure you've asked a lot of other women questions, but... When when did you realize that like you know also managing men and women is you needed to take a different approach you couldn't treat it the same you know and um, and maybe let me start there for now so mm-hmm. like why were you so intentional about it like what was that realization that this is not an equal playing field and then secondly um, also learning that men and women like as much as we are all people like we. It's, it's important to manage us differently. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I struggle to find uh, exactly when mm-hmm. uh, that happened. I think it's over, uh, over a period of time. But one thing I've always known, uh, I've had in most of the classes that I've been from, uh, from, from primary school, actually, uh, some very, very smart girls and uh, ladies that I've been in class with. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in fact, a number of times uh, uh, we've been training uh, mm-hmm. the ladies in those, uh, in those classes. My accountancy class at CBU is, uh, is one of them. So already that uh, creates a baseline that uh, they are as smart. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, there might be fewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my accounting, cl- accounting class, maybe there were six mm-hmm. against uh, 30 or 40, uh, 40, 40 guys. I think the ratios have improved uh, now. 
but but they are smart. They are really smart women. They are uh, capable. They can they can deliver. And I've worked with a number a, a number of them. But the opportunities uh, have not been uh, that many. So I think over time, uh, I just started to think to myself that I'm in, when I'm in a position yeah. uh, to, uh, to, to change this or to, 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 to improve this, uh, when I'm in a decision-making position, uh, I thought it aligns with my value of being fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my values is to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it aligns with... Um, uh, with being fair, yeah, uh, to give uh, the opportunities uh, by population, it's almost 50 50 men mm-hmm. and uh, men and women. Uh, so we should work towards uh, making that parity, yeah, uh, show in the workplace as well mm-hmm. at different levels, yeah, not just at the entry level, but yeah. even in uh, in leadership and uh, decision making, uh, decision making roles. So our our thinking and our perspective of things as men and women is is, is different. Yeah. Uh, but I think the the winning formula is to have both. Yeah. Uh, is to have both at uh, both on the team mm-hmm. uh, uh, to benefit from that uh, from that uh, that that diversity that uh, uh, difference in um, uh, in views. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's. It sounds like it comes out naturally with you, but um, I think I've seen that like that not a lot of um, um, men or male executives sometimes share that or are aware or even want to admit. I think I've had uh, plenty of conversations where um, I, I feel like they choose to be blind to 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 the to the lack of opportunity or or, or even parity, right? Mm. And I guess, like, I can't, like, as someone who I think is has been in the position to elevate women, and you have, um, I, I guess I, 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 I have to use this opportunity to also just put you on the spot a bit and um, ask you to give your uh, colleagues, you know, other male executives, like, what advice would you give them? Um, especially the ones that just, there are some that I also feel fear promoting mm. women. Um, because they believe women come with extra responsibilities, women being like the caregivers, women being the mothers and things like that. You know, you, you they, they don't think women will give as much or will be as committed as sometimes like men in certain jobs. So what advice would you give them um, following the experiences that you've had working with some strong, you know, yeah. women? So the, the benefit of having a, Diverse team, uh, even 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 by gender, uh, it's 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 immense. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the strong, the, one of the things that most men uh, are not strong at uh, is, uh, let's say, expressing emotion uh, yeah. at work. And there are situations when you need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you need that. Uh, there are messages that need to be communicated with. Uh, with, with emotion, mm-hmm. and you probably struggle to get me to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but uh, uh, if you have, uh, uh, if, if 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 you have a lady and she buys into that 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 communication, she will do that uh, much better than uh, mm-hmm. uh, than, than than you will ever uh, you will ever do. So the 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 the, the, the benefit for me is uh, 
uh, is immense. Uh, that point on uh, uh, baggage and uh, caregiving. So uh, we all have mothers. Mm -hmm. uh, for me to be raised, mm -hmm. my mother needed to be given snack at the job. Mm -hmm. She needed to be given maternity leave. Mm -hmm. uh, when I fell sick, mm -hmm. uh, she, needed, uh, she needed time off. Mm -hmm. I have children and I have a wife. Mm -hmm. uh, so if my son is sick, I expect that my wife's boss mm -hmm. will understand if she asks for time off mm -hmm. to take the child to the office. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in the office working uh, with other mothers, yeah. I should extend that courtesy, which was given to my mother, which is given mm -hmm. to my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, because if I'm not, then uh, uh, I'm just looking at one side of the coin. Yeah. Just my side of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and and, and I, I've I've picked this in uh, one of my one, one of my favorite books of 2021. I think uh, my life in full by Indra Nui. Yeah. Um, that's a good book. That was also yeah. one of my favorite books. Yeah. So she she she's 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 touched on this uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, that aspect of bringing life, of bringing children, uh, which I think is what. Um, is then wrongly seen seen as extra baggage it's for crazy. women. Yeah, uh, but that is the responsibility. Uh, if 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 there are no more children coming into this world, yeah, uh, then uh, at, at 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 some point the whole place is going to expire. Uh, yeah. So, as leaders, it's, it's, it's our responsibility, all of us, to yeah. actually support uh, that uh, that cause. Yeah, uh, it takes some extra effort and foresight then to plan workforce, uh, make sure that uh, mm -hmm. your succession uh, works. Uh, but I think it's all worth it. Yeah. Uh, because in Africa, we are uh, now looked at uh, uh, as the big growth uh, frontier of the world mm -hmm. because we have a thriving young population. Yeah, yeah. So the people that are the primary uh, caregivers for that young population, mm -hmm. we should continue to support. Yeah. Uh, because that is why we are looking attractive as Africa now. Yeah. Uh, because we have a young population. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so in, uh, in in other parts of the world, uh, the birth rates have, uh, have, have gone down mm -hmm. and uh, the population is aging. And it's a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as leaders, as decision makers... It's not the job of the government mm. uh, only. So the government will set the policy, but uh, uh, the execution, uh, even me, even if I'm not in government, yeah. uh, my small area uh, of decision making, mm -hmm. uh, I have to uh, to embrace that and uh, and do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's also cases that has been given to me. Uh, it's cases that is given to my wife, uh, to my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I think it's uh it's it's, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, it's not only good good for you, but it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And aside from that, I think we've actually like it's it's beyond our jobs. Like when you now put it that way, especially when it comes to um you know um women being being able to thrive in terms of like okay in terms of their careers, right? Mm. Um, 
they get these pauses, I'll put in quote-unquote pauses, because, you know, you're going to give life. And yeah. that, and I think when we make that about the job, we make it so small, we make it minute when, like you said, it's like, it's way bigger than all of us. It's about the human race. It's about continuity. And for you to make it about four months or like, oh, a sick child is very small thinking. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's extremely small thinking. Uh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's about the continent. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not even a Zambia thing. Yeah. Uh, people are talking about Africa as the growth frontier because there's a thriving young population. Yeah. Where do you think that population is coming from? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can contribute something to that, uh, yeah. please do. Uh, you need to have some foresight in planning your workforce, planning your succession uh, when that happens. Uh, uh, but I think it's uh, a responsibility which all, all of us leaders, women and men, yeah. we, we should embrace and, uh, and, and, and look at. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like, you know, um, you and I's conversations always go down this tangent of like leadership, workplaces, culture. Um, and I was expecting it to go this route anyway, so I'm not very surprised. But like, let me get back to this. So, um, you you you've had what a lot of people would consider a successful career. I consider it a, su- a successful career career because, um, you know, you're you're not yet you're still you know you're still growing, and um, you have quite a fairly, um, I guess large or we've got quite a. I don't want to say big job. It sounds very Zambian. The big job, uh, but like, like yeah, just just that, right? Um, and when you look back uh, on the journey of life, when you look back at you know how you grew up, you know your hardships, you know everything that's gotten you to this point. Um, and you and I have had conversations about spirituality, and um, you know places when your spirituality was strong, places when you struggled, the times that you struggled. Mm-hmm. But um, how much of your success um, do you feel is attuned to like a certain higher power or a level of spirituality or even just your reliance on that? Uh, huge, uh, huge, huge, huge reliance on that, Chipo. Uh, a lot of things that uh, I have, a lot of things that I've achieved, uh, I can't help to think that... Uh, uh, is grace. Mm. Uh, I know a lot of people that work harder than me. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that are smarter. Uh, but there are a lot of times that I sit back and think that uh, I have been given this privilege, this yeah. uh, platform has been given to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Mm. Yes. Uh, and, 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 and it's God. Uh, yeah. is God. Uh, so a lot of what I've achieved my journey, uh, I can't uh, ignore the providence of God uh, through that. I've not always been the best of uh, uh, of Christians. Uh, uh, faith has been uh, uh, shaken uh, here and there through, I think, like, uh, like most people. Yeah. Uh, but um, I cannot deny that uh, there's uh, there's providence. There's somebody that I go to when mm-hmm. I have no answers. I can mm. go back and, uh, and 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 try to tap into uh, into my 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 uh, 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 
uh, into my spiritual my, my spiritual self. Um, I have some views on um, the way, uh, particularly maybe with social media, with uh, uh, things being a bit more practiced. I don't agree necessarily with the way that we've practiced uh, Christianity in certain circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, um, uh, I would say at some point, destabilized me uh, because there are some things that you hear you hear of uh, you hear of people that uh, you looked up up to yeah. to uphold a certain uh, a certain standard and uh, you hear that, uh, that 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 they haven't uh, whilst uh, uh, the teaching is that you should not follow uh, <laughs> what, yeah, what, <laughs> what 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 another man what, yeah. yeah yeah but uh, you can't help uh, but um, uh, uh, reference that or think about it. Yeah. Uh, so I would say maybe at some point that uh, uh, destabilized me uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, actually seeing what uh, what goes on uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, behind the veil in in, in some things. Uh, mm-hmm. some, there are some things that you see they are. Uh, they, they are they, they, they are theft. Uh, is yeah. is taking advantage of uh, taking advantage of people. Yeah. So there are some things that I don't agree with with the way that uh, we are starting to practice our Christianity. I, I don't know whether it's starting now. It's always, it's always been, there, been there. Yeah. Uh, but it's a bit more prevalent now. Yeah. Uh, maybe because of access to uh, to information. So that uh, at some points has raised questions in my. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in my head, uh, but uh, I've grown up in a Catholic home. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think at some point, uh, while I was at CBU, my former chaplain thought that I should uh, go to the seminary, but uh, that, <laughs> that, that, that 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 idea died quite uh, uh, quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we won't get into yeah. that. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, no, thanks for that, and and I agree with you. I think. Um, religion, I, I won't even say Christianity, I just feel like religion um, run by humans uh, can tends to be flawed and if you don't focus on that personal relationship uh, it, you, it can you, be shaken you because, get in trouble, yeah. because if, I, I, you know, it comes down to leadership being a responsibility, if you're going to lead in, especially in faith circles um, responsibility is even it's, higher, it's even higher, it's huge because yeah you will risk people's faith because of how much they look up to those Absolutely. those offices. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so um, I know you're a big reader. You and me exchange books. Um, and, you know, I think I was always a big fictional reader, but you kind of revived that nonfiction reading for me, um, which I really appreciative of. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to know, like, what three books... Um, have you read that have have had the most impact um, on your life? That's that's that, that's always a difficult question for me to to answer. So yeah. so that list changes. It mm-hmm. depends on what I'm trying to solve for mm-hmm. at the time, what I'm going through. Uh, yes, but I will I'll, I'll give it a shot. So the one I just mentioned, uh, uh, my life in full by Indra Nui. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little girl that grew up in India, mm-hmm. 
all the way to becoming CEO of Pepsi. I love that book uh, so much. Yeah. So that is just an amazing, uh, an amazing story. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. I I, I have a bias towards uh, uh, autobiographies, by the way, biographies okay. and autobiographies because. Yeah, then you can you can relate to the yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that 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 I think is uh, uh, a model career. How a career should go, yeah. and the dedication and the work that uh, these people put in to get there, absolutely amazing. I always find yeah. that. Um, I I, I yeah. think my favorite part about that book was just like her humanness, her consistency. Yeah, love, love, love her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say that is uh, that is one of them. Uh, the other bio, most recent one that I've read is uh, something called uh, "Betting on a Ducky" by Mtetonyati. Mm. Uh, uh, he was CEO for MTN in South Africa, Microsoft in South Africa. Mm. Uh, amazing. This is an African story. Uh, a guy from the village. Yeah. All the way to be CEO for when Microsoft. When you said ducky, it's like ducky duck. Ducky, ducky, skin. ducky, ducky skin. Ah, yes. okay. Yes. Betting on a ducky. Uh, so I read that quite recently. I think November last year or so. I I really enjoyed. Okay, uh, I'm gonna look for that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that book. So amazing. Um, my uh, go-to book when I start to feel out of shape on some things. Uh, Can is, I guess? Uh, go ahead. Colin Powell's. General Colin Powell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is one of them. Yeah. Uh, but the other one is more a personal development book just to remind me of some things. Uh, High Performance Habits by Brendan Bashat. Ah, yeah. Yes. You recommended that. So, so I, I keep going back to, to that one. But there are a number of books. Uh, yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe I should give a list of 10 that you can... Uh, you, you, you can, pick from you can pick from yeah, yeah. But, but but there are a number of them that yeah. it depends on the season and what yeah. um, what I'm going through at the time. I I I think I've 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 read everything except um uh, the 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 Teto book. I'm okay. gonna look for that. But yeah, you you, you got me onto General Colin Powell. <laughs> that was a biography I'd have never read because the military man. Like what do I? But that book has like some stellar leadership Absolutely. principles. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. He became one of my favorite leaders after after I read that book because you recommended it. Yeah, um, uh, and, and yeah. I, I have an affinity towards uh, military things, uh, maybe because I grew up in a military home. My father mm. was in the army, uh, so that interest was, uh, uh, was always there. Uh, but I also consider myself uh, uh, somebody very interested in strategy. I practice strategy all the time. Yeah. And strategy comes from the military. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like the way uh, the military operates. Uh, one quote from that book by Colin Powell is, um, uh, he says, if we are going to need a brigadier general uh, in in 10 years in the army, yeah, uh, we need to start making one now. Mm, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so unlike us in the corporate world who can import talent from other industries and all, in the military, they grow their talent. So absolutely amazing, but yeah. that that that, yeah. that would be a whole show. That would be a whole show. That's <laughs> yeah. another pod, uh, story yeah. for another day. But that's yeah. I was about to start talking <laughs> about growing talent, but let's let's leave that. Yeah. Okay, so um, gosh, this has been like an amazing conversation. I I always just really enjoy talking to you because I always learn so much, and I think um, uh, your career, like I said, is 
you know, it's I, I think your career is one of like a model career and I can't wait to see what else you're gonna do. Um and I think that that ties into my last question, then we'll start to wrap mm-hmm. up. What are what are you still yet to do? What what do you still dream about? You know? What are you still yet to do and when do you rest? Mm, I think there's a lot of scope ahead <laughs> of me. Yeah. I think there's still so much uh, that uh, that I can do, so much that I can achieve uh, in my work career. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, 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 there's so much scope. Uh, uh, size of the size of the role, size of the organization, size of the P and L that I manage, mm-hmm. size of the team. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different uh, uh, metrics size that you of can the country? Uh, throw. No? Maybe not country. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, I, I think there's a lot of scope. Uh, there's a lot of things that I can grow into. I just need to continue sharpening the the saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think there's a lot. I also haven't figured out uh, that entrepreneurial venture that uh, mm. I'm going to bet uh, to, to 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 bet my life on. So, that is an area that I haven't uh, figured out yet. Yeah, uh, that is something that I'm actively. But do you have of. an entrepreneurial journey? Or an entrepreneurial exploit somewhere in your future? I think so. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I haven't figured uh, figured yeah. it out yet. Okay. Yeah. So that is uh, that 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 is something uh, to do. Uh, I've spoken about uh, the creative side of me that I haven't explored. Yeah. Uh, I think I would like at some point to play bass guitar in a band and oh, DJ. Let's do uh, it. So DJ. Ba- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bass guitar and I DJ. I won't tell that story of <laughs> the place where you, you yeah, yeah, where you yeah, DJ. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, 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 I would like to do that. Um, and when do I rest? Uh, if Morgan Freeman is still making movies, uh, mm-hmm, me at 42, mm-hmm. why am I talking about rest? Listen, yeah. if Morgan Freeman, <laughs> if, 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 if God... He's still making movies yes, with his yeah. white beard. Like, and Joe yeah. Biden is president at almost 80. Gosh. So yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to... I, I think we retire too early uh, mm. sometimes. So I think that rest, uh, we need to prioritize it every day and every week. Uh, Amen. I don't think that we need to say that... Uh, at uh, 50 or yeah. at 60, then I'll just be uh, the uncle that's uh, lounging around waiting mm. for one of my nephews to call me uh, <laughs> to go and uh, represent him at... Uh, at, <laughs> at talks. At, at, at talks. Yeah. No, I, I, I think one way or the other, we need to uh, to continue to continue working. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that is what, uh, uh, what will keep us uh, young and... Uh, mm-hmm. And vibrant, yeah. yeah. So I, I see a lot Love of that. people uh, waking. So, no, I'm not... Uh, You're not thinking about... Ab- I'm not so resting about is that. now. Resting is incorporated in daily life. Resting is in daily life. Retirement. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So we're ending every podcast with uh, three questions for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like this... It, it just doesn't feel right that I just interview... So I think it's the interviewer in me, right? Yeah. It just doesn't feel right that I interview someone... And at the end of it, there's just like nothing from from them. Mm-hmm. So we're ending it with three questions for me. If you can manage three questions, if you yeah. can do one or two, that's also perfectly fine. So Mangiza, do you have any questions for me? Uh, yeah, naturally. Uh, so I know you to make uh, very big moves. 
uh, <laughs> in your life and in your career. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's in two or three year, yeah. uh, three year cycles. Yeah. What is Chipo doing in five years from now? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, so in five years, uh, I, I, I hope to have um, more than one entrepreneurial venture. Um, you know, I have um, the HR consulting, you know, the recruiting. Mm. Um, but I also want to go into, into media and publishing. And so media, you know, things like this, podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I would love to go into entertainment, podcasts, movies. Mm. I would love to do movies or, I don't know, TV shows. Okay. So well, going to production they, they, of that. I, I can see how that will work. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the energy and the flair is there. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think so. And it's like been a secret dream mm. of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, 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 if it can grow to media, publishing, you know, I love books. And I think the quality of, um, you know, I'm, I'm starting to see books come up, you mm-hmm. know, with, with, the, with, with great quality in terms of like from the writing to the editing to even just how, the book is distributed, but I would love to be a part of that. I would mm. love to start to give to give writing a dream. Uh, people with short, short stories. I used to write short stories as well, but I know so many people who write but don't have the the dream is not valid because they didn't have an aunt. Like mm. sorry, remind me her name. Aunt Clementina. Like Aunt Clementina. They don't have an aunt like Aunt Clementina to look up to and say I can make an amazing career out of writing. So I would also like to be a part of that. Mm. So we are we are having in five years we should we should have um the semblance of an empire starting. Mm. Yes. I love that. It should start I, I to look like an empire that. in five years. Fantastic. If it's not an empire yet, <laughs> but I think in five years we should be like, yeah, she's on her she's on her way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's uh, that, 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 that's great. Mm-hmm. We spoke a lot about uh, women in leadership, and yeah. uh, you've uh, held a number of uh, positions in, in leadership, country, uh, global, global mm-hmm. roles. What is your advice to that uh, young lady, five, mm-hmm. six years in her career now? Yeah. Uh, what is it that? Uh, they should be focusing on um, on doing to get there. Yeah. So I think we focus we focus a lot on um, on some of the more practical advice. Mm. You know, like oh, this is how you should show up in a boardroom. You know, make sure you um, you 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 what you advocate for yourself. There's a lot of those you know types of things. And I think they're all really important, you know, even negotiating for your salary, ETC, there's so many things and they're mm. important. But the one thing that I wish I learned earlier was that I bring something to the table. That those voices in my head, mm. the way I think, you were talking about, you know, how you analyze and you feel you feel free to give ideas. Mm. Um even when it doesn't sound like the most well-put-together, smartest thing, it's your idea, it's valid, it's come from a really... Wherever you are, as long as you're in that room, it means you're supposed to be in that room, and it's come from a really well-thought-out, smart place, to start to trust that earlier. Mm. Um, I think I spent too much time doubting my ideas and my thought process, doubting how I think and how valuable those things that come to the table are 
So a lady five years into her career, I would say they should start to trust their voice. That voice that's inside and not necessarily that voice that's always packaged outside. Mm. Just the way it comes. The way yeah. that thought comes yeah. um, is the way, is the idea that's needed to solve that problem and to bring in like innovation, ingenuity, and to start finding your identity as a leader. So it's something that now I'm like, you know, we, 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 should, we should learn to teach this more because I think once you learn that, once those ideas are picked up once, twice, three times, and that confidence comes, um, the sky becomes the limit and all these other things kind of start to fall off, which, yeah, which, which are just like parts of that. So that voice in your head is mm. like, is real, it's valid. It doesn't sound like everybody else's voice because it's because it's not supposed to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't uh, don't shut it up. Don't shut it up. It's not yes. supposed to sound like yeah. everybody else yeah. because who, they are not you. Not you too. know. So yeah. Yeah. so yeah. So now I when when I've got an idea, even when it's and I've found that the more weirder the idea, mm. the more it's a new way to look at a problem Absolutely. and 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 we solve big problems like that. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. the advice I have. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I have one last one, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't answer, but uh, is there a politician in Chipo leading the country <laughs> at some point? <laughs> leading the country, I don't know. Is there a politician? I'm scared to answer that question for mm. myself. I think when I answer it, I'll care too much. Um, I, And maybe I'm now answering my own, own question with my last one. I struggle to see a politician in Chipo because I don't think Auntie Clementina exists yet. I haven't mm. seen a model politician uh, for me who who looks like me, who mm. sounds like me, who thinks like me mm. yet. So everybody just doesn't look relatable. So that because of that, it doesn't feel like... Uh, You're looking for a role model. I'm looking for a role model. Mm. I'm not saying I would not be a politician. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm scared because I don't know what type of politician I would be because mm-hmm. I don't fit the mode okay. yet. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. So the answer to that is that there's 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 possibly a politician in Chipo, but she's probably scared because she doesn't know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Because when I look around, I don't see role models. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Okay. Oh, we did it. <laughs> so thank you for coming, Mangiza. I absolutely enjoyed this conversation. I aim to do more than a hundred episodes, so I hope you'll be back and we can talk about things that you know we didn't have enough time to talk about today. So thank you so much and um yeah, this was good. Thank you so much, Chipo. Uh, as long as we can uh, find the time and uh, sync my my calendar, Yee, which has got extra co- <laughs> complex yeah. now but uh, i absolutely enjoyed uh, uh, enjoyed to be here and I'll, I'll be happy to 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 come back thank you thank you when i think leadership when i want to talk about leadership i call mangiza thank you my friend for such a great conversation thank you for sharing your career journey and the lessons you've carried along the way that have led you to becoming the leader that you are today we have noted all your book recommendations and look forward to the next time you're on the Talent Whisperer podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you. Bye.